knitters! Welcome to the Knitty McPurly podcast. Uh, my name is Devin, and I can be found on Instagram as Knitty McPurly, and on Ravelry as Knitty McPurly, and you can email me, and I'll put all this stuff up on the screen in case you want to get in touch. But that's who I am. Uh, so excited to be talking to you guys today. It is like 20 degrees Fahrenheit outside, and it is so cold and windy and dreary. I mean, it's not dreary, it's sunny, but it's still just, you know, not nice to be out right now. So very happy to be inside by the fire talking about some knitting. So um, first thing I wanna share with you is just some things that have come out recently and they are all socks. So, um, all right, hopefully that'll still work. So the first thing I wanna share with you, and I've shown you these before, very happy that these are now out. These are the Bear Socks, knit with Barrett Wool, and you can find these in kit form from Barrett Wool if you're interested. They have a, a bunch of colors. Susan has them so that there's like a main color and then a contrasting color for heels and toes. This is Stationery and Bear uh, that I knit mine in. Um, I was originally planning to knit them entirely in bear. That's where I got the name of the socks, by the way, is from the color. But I got about this far and I was like, it is just too dark. And I have learned my lesson about knitting a design in a yarn that is too dark. Because you just can't see the awesome stitch pattern. And these just have a fabulous stitch pattern. I just love this. Um, if I don't put a picture up here, you can always look on Instagram, but maybe if I'm feeling super awesome when editing, I will put up a picture here so you can see them uh, from the front in all their glory. Um, these have been actually worn and washed multiple times, and they still look really good. And these sock blockers were a gift from my wonderful friend, Tara from Michigan, who sent these to me. Wasn't that sweet? Thanks, Tara. Hi. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I really love these socks. I wear them all the time. I'm actually wearing my Molly socks right now, or I would show you those. <laughs> so anyway, those are out now. You can find them on Ravelry if you just want the pattern. If you want the whole kit, then for sure, go check out Barrett Wool. Uh, where you can get those in multiple colors. And I actually bought a kit myself. So let me share that with you. That's in my fringe bag. You know, it's just the regular dark gray fringe bag. Um, and when you get a kit, you get like, you get this cute little bag, which I have another sock in here, but it comes with this cute little bag and it's got like stitch markers. Isn't that cute? And a coaster. Hold on, my coaster's right over here. It was actually, oh, it was in use. Oh. Ah! <laughs> oh no! I don't know how that happened. Well, you know, imagine it like that. <laughs> this is how it arrives, like this. Not sure what happened there. Something tells me that there was a little person involved in that. Oh well. So pretty. But cardboard. So anyway, it's beautiful anyway. And I picked the colors uh, Ellie Gray and Marmalade which is so pretty. Isn't that so pretty? I love orange. Can you tell I love orange and yellow? And yeah, that's, that's what I'm into right now. And gray, of course. So there is my In The Works bear sock. Oops. As it looks right now. So this is as far as I have gotten because this is just kind of a leisurely fun project for me because I love my socks and I wanted another pair out of Barrett Wool. And I just think that this is gonna make the cutest heels and toes with the gray. I just love that. 
Um, so yeah, I've been working on that. That's on the needles right now. So I'm kind of combining new releases with on the needles because they're it's all bare socks all the time. Um, so I had really been thinking about socks a lot lately, a lot. Like I think about socks a lot of the time. Isn't that funny? I know some of you um, have messaged me and mentioned that you've gone back and kind of binge listened to my um, podcasts. And it's funny to me because I used to be kind of anti-sock and now I'm like all the socks all the time. Um, yeah, so I've mentioned this before and if you look at my, I think it's the bare sock tutorial, I kind of show how I knit with the three 16 inch circulars. And here I'm in the middle of this row right here. But basically what you do, what am I doing here? Is this a knit row? Yeah, this is just a knit row. So maybe I'll just knit through this real quick. Um, no, no, I'm wrong. This is a pattern row. That requires my attention. But basically, I really love knitting socks with three 16-inch circulars. And um, I've talked a little bit about this before, so I feel like it's fairly straightforward. You've got half the needles on, I'm sorry, half the stitches on the front needle, the other half on the back needle, and you knit with the third needle. The thing that I didn't realize that I loved is that when you're holding it, you have like needle that sticks out the back and it just that cord offers some leverage to your knitting and i bring that up because i thought i want to try knitting with a nine inch circular and i've got a sock in this little cute bag it's a perfect sock size uh, so i got some nine inch circulars first of all they are so cute <laughs> Isn't that so cute? I just love it. I was like, I can't leave these laying around because kids are gonna walk off with them just because they're cute. So here's what I did. I bought one nine inch circular and I started working on um, a striped sock with my nine inch circular. And this is, isn't that pretty? And that's a pretty colorway, right? You can kind of see that. Sorry, I'm trying to make it look pretty. Okay, so this is a self-striping yarn with a vanilla sock, and I've got it on a nine inch circular. We've got like a turquoise and a yellowish, orangish coppery color, and then like a tan color. This is yarn from Scrumptious Pearl. I don't know the name of the color. Uh, I've had this in my stash for a while, but I thought I'm just gonna pull it out because this is a total vanilla sock yarn, and I just want to try a vanilla sock on the nine inch circs. So I don't love it. And the reason is because I don't have that leverage coming off the, the back of the needle out by your pinky. With a, a longer needle, uh, you just have that, that leverage, I guess. I don't know if that's the right word. But I, I feel like I don't have anywhere to rest my pinky as I'm kind of working this. I know some people love nine inch circulars. And so I was like, I'm totally going to try it. Anyway, that was my feeling for it. Not to say that I don't, I won't use it, because I will, I will do it, but it's not my favorite. So I thought I'm going to be super smart about this. See? Oh, it's right here. Also losable because they're just so tiny and cute. So I thought I'm going to buy a couple more nine inch circulars and see what it's like to knit with three nine inch circulars the same way I knit with three 16 inch circulars. So I tried that 
and the experience was almost the same as this, just knitting with one nine inch zerk. Because you, because of the length of, of, the, of the needle, you just don't get that same sticking out the back of your hand leverage that you get with a longer needle. So that's, you know, that's my two cents on it. There are so many ways to knit socks. I mean, there's so many ways to knit kind of a small tube and people have their own favorite ways. I know some people like Magic Loop, which I do not like at all. I've used it enough times to know that it just annoys me too much. It's all the pulling and the sliding and the pulling out of the loops and it just bugs me. So I was a very uh, staunch DPN um, advocate. <laughs> I was an advocate for DPNs for a long time. Um, until I discovered three 16 inch circulars. So that's my favorite way, but you know, to each his own. I will definitely continue using these nine inch circulars for my vanilla socks, which I don't knit very often, but this is great for my purse. It's so compact and, uh, I can always have this in there because have you ever been somewhere and you really needed a knitting project, but you didn't know you were going to need it. So you didn't bring one. That's the worst. I read somewhere, where was? Where did I read it? It might've been in that to knit or not to knit book. Someone who, uh, she took her husband like to the emergency room and ended up being in the hospital like all day and all night and she didn't have any knitting with her. And after that she stored knitting everywhere because <laughs> she never wanted to get stuck like that again because it was unexpected, you know? So anyway, socks. So I had been thinking a lot about socks, back to that. And I was noticing that my most popular Instagram pictures from 2018 were socks. And I thought, gosh, I just need to do more socks. So all of the swatching that I had been doing in December was, it was one of those times where I was kind of spinning my wheels. I, it, that's how it felt anyway. It was like a, a, just spinning my wheels and swatching and swatching and trying out new stitch patterns and designs and combinations and nothing, it wasn't, like I came to any conclusions, but when I went to knit this pair of socks, it just was like, funk. you know, it all kind of clicked together like Tetris, you know, when it all funk, <laughs> where it just came together in my mind. Uh, and I designed this pair of socks. Um, and this yarn, it's so beautiful. In this light, it almost looks like a brownish orange but in the pictures that I've posted, and I'm, I'm gonna see if I can put up some here while we're talking, um, my husband was able to adjust the exposure and whatnot, and they look much more yellow in, in those pictures. So this is Madeline Tosh, Tosh Sock, and this colorway is called Glazed Pecan, and so I very creatively named these the Glazed Pecan Socks. Um, but I, I feel like it fits the sock in a lot of ways because it's, a fancy sock. It's not a plain old everyday boring sock. This yarn is fancy. The stitch pattern is fancy. I'm gonna pop one of these off of the sock blocker so that I can show you a little bit better the stitch pattern. Okay, so here is our toe. You see that? There's our toe and we've got this beautiful, there's a, a lace stitch pattern down the middle and then there are cables on either side of it so this is not even difficult. Like, I mean, it's just one chart. It's really not difficult at all. And then when you get towards the top of the sock, we've got some bobbles and it's exactly the same stitch pattern 
as further down the sock it's just that it has some baubles in it and these you could do whatever you want with these you can leave them in you can take them out you can bobble the whole sock if you plan on only wearing these with jammies but i don't recommend that because these socks are fabulous and this is the back we've got a slip stitch heel and this is our uh, cable that goes through the heel and up the back of the sock and is that just fabulous i love it i love it so um I think that these socks are magical. <laughs> and they are available right now on Ravelry if you're interested. And if you're watching this video uh, this week, you can go get 20% off. It's only a $5 sock pattern. It's not an expensive pattern, but if you would like a dollar off and you would like to pay $4 instead of five, then go uh, get them now. I will link them in my show notes and hopefully down below, that would be great. Um, so you can see there's the, the pattern in the front and the cable down the back, and they are just so fancy. Um, I felt like there was something else I was going to say about that. Can't remember. <laughs> so anyway, the, oh, I know what it was. If you are confused about how to make the bobble, uh, I have a video that just, it's like a one and a half minute video that just shows you how to knit the bobble. It's so easy and straightforward. You can watch the video one time and walk away and make a hundred baubles. It's not the kind that you have to like, you know, watch carefully and, um, and rewatch. It's not like that. It's very, very easy bobble. So that is that. Um, okay. So let me just talk quickly about what I have on. Uh, I'm wearing my, uh, Timothy Ridge shawl and I wear this all the time. Like I'm almost embarrassed at how like, pilly it is like it's just it it gets worn all the time and so um okay so anyway uh i wear this all the time and i just feel like it's looking a little bit worn uh, i really need to glean it um but also i'm wearing it inside out and i just think that's even more fabulous like look how great that looks doesn't that look like this is the the right side which is great too but i just love the wrong side. Isn't that so pretty? So I've been thinking about how much I wear the shawl and how fun it is to use up scraps to make a shawl. So to make this shawl, you use scraps in your stash of fingering, DK, and sport weight, and you can mix those up. You could even use a light worsted if you had one, and you can mix those in however you want. You don't have to anything. Just mix them in however you want. Um, and what's great about that is that they're all in your favorite colors already because they're your scraps. So uh, I was thinking about doing another one, another scrappy shawl design. And I started this one. It's also a triangle shawl. Let's see if I can, let's see. It's tough to see with the light in the background. There we go. Now for this one, I'm gonna make what you think of as the wrong side be the right side. It's hard to see, but isn't that so pretty? I just love it. Like you end up with, uh, what I've done here is kind of like a fade where I've started out kind of blue and green and I've gone into kind of um, rose gold and yellow. Uh, now the plan for this is that it will um, get a little bit longer with the garter. This is all garter. And then there's going to be um, lace at the bottom, easy lace, nothing crazy, nothing fancy. 
but it'll be the same type of thing as this where it's got a lot of colors and it goes with everything. And if you remember back to my story with the Timothy Ridge shawl, uh, it was based on and inspired by the rag rugs in my grandma's farmhouse and how it was just kind of random, randomly put together with colors and, uh, and it, the overall effect is just beautiful. So um, yeah, I was hoping to do that again. So keep an eye out for that. If anyone is interested in test knitting for that, I don't need a lot of test knitters, um, just a handful. Um, so if you're interested in test knitting, I'll put my email up here and you can send me an email. Please let me know if you, if you want to test knit, let me know what your knitting level is. I find I get a lot of expert knitters wanting to test knit and that is great because um, you get a lot of technical detailed knowledge that goes with that. But I also love a good beginner to test knit. Somebody who has maybe never knit a shawl before or um, someone who hasn't knit very many shawls or someone who's never test knit before. That's always really nice because they, their brain doesn't fill in stuff that they expect to be there, but actually isn't. So they really read carefully and say, wait a minute, I don't understand how to do this. So uh, I like to have both, but I don't want a million test knitters. So just for a shawl that doesn't um, have more than one size, I would just have a handful. But anyway, if you want to, if you want to let me know. Keep an eye out for that coming soon. Um, one thing that I have recently added to my stash is this gorgeous skein. Isn't that beautiful? I love orange lately. Orange and yellow are like my favorites. So this is from Kim Dye's Yarn, and you can see it says hand dyed in Virginia. And I got this at my local yarn store. And um, when I was there, I was like, who is she? Where's Kim? Where does she live? And, and she lives in Herndon, which is about maybe a little more than half an hour from my house. So I've connected with Kim. I was like, Kim, fellow Virginian, I'd love to like meet you and hang out. And I, I mentioned to her that I got this beautiful skein. This colorway is called Warmth, and this is uh, an 80-10-10 Merino Cashmere Nylon. Um, so anyway, um, yeah, I just think this is a beautiful skein, and I'm really hoping I can turn this into a pair of socks also, my current favorite thing to knit. Um, and speaking of orange, let me show you this bag. I've actually, I actually got this bag for Christmas last year. Um, this is from Never Not Knitting, and it came in a couple of colors. She had it in blue and gray, I think. And I want to say, don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure if you want to sew one of these, she even has kits to make them. And I have this awesome handle. It didn't come with a handle, a handle. And so I got this handle from the Scrappy Thread. Uh, my friend Erica, who's wonderful. Hi, Erica. <laughs> um, yeah, and this is a great handle. I just connected it. It came with this little clip, and then I just uh, I went through a jewelry making phase <laughs> a couple years ago, and I so I had some of these like connecting loops, and so I connected it onto that zipper with that. And in here is uh, the project that I am currently working on for Barrett Wool, so I'm not going to show you what's inside. Um, I finished the shawl for, for Susan, and I wanted to wear it today, but I was like, it's such a tease when I, when I show things that aren't coming out for a while, so maybe next time. Maybe next time I'll show it. Um, oh, knitting fantasies. I only have one pick, 
for this time. And the reason I only have one pick is because this is the only thing that has made me say, even though I have no spare time for um, knitting it, I really might knit it anyway. And it is uh, Nastasia Hornsby, late, her latest shawl design. I cannot remember the name, um, so I will put it up on the screen and it will be in my show notes if you're listening, but I'll describe it for you. It's a mosaic knit shawl. It's in two colors. I can't really tell if it's black and white or like a navy blue and white. Um, her pictures aren't so close up that you can really, really see that. But it's a shawl and it has all these tiny tassels on the edge of it. It is gorgeous. Like I just loved it so much. It makes me want to go to Morocco. I don't know why. <laughs> I feel like if I were in a Jason Bourne movie, I would need to have this shawl and totally wear it. Like if I lived that life. If I were Angelina Jolie, that was that's the shawl that I would need. <laughs> so that's my only pick for this time because I just think it is so, so beautiful. Not because there aren't a ton of beautiful designs out there by amazing designers. I imagine that if I were not designing right now and I were a person who had to choose, it would be really hard because there are so many amazing things out right now. Like, it's it's just mind-blowing how many designers there are that are coming out with so many great ideas um so yeah okay uh sewing i have been doing a little bit of sewing lately most of what i've been doing is um making my clothes fit me like some things are too big and some things are too small and they don't get worn and i mentioned last time about not wasting, not being wasteful. Like I don't want to give away a whole bunch of clothes that don't fit and then go buy a whole bunch of fabric to make new stuff. I have a hard time finding really good deals on fabric. So if you know of any, please let me know because I'm always looking for good deals on fabric. But I really wanted to make the things that I have work. So like this shirt, for example, let me just show you this. My friend gave me this shirt and my friend and I are about the same size. Uh, she's a little shorter than me. And so when she gave the shirt to me, it was super poofy. Like the body was poofy, the sleeves were like, it was like the Jerry Seinfeld puffy shirt. You know that puffy shirt with like the, and you, it, like I look like a marshmallow with legs. And I think that's how she felt and that's why she passed it on to me. So I took the sleeves in. Um, I haven't sewn the buttons back on the cuffs yet, but what I did was, the sleeves were these gigantic poofy sleeves and then they came in with this cuff right here. And so I didn't actually have to change the cuff at all. I just removed it and then took the sleeves in a lot. Like they hung down to like here. I took them in a lot and then I just sewed that back on and when I put the button back on it will button up. There's one little place here where there's like a pleat. Can you see that? Because um, I didn't want the sleeves to be too tight. But I also took it in in the body, and I could probably even take it in a little bit more. But I've taken a shirt that no one, I mean, it's a cute shirt, right? It's like this really cute um, white striped cotton, 100% cotton. So I really liked it, and I'm like, gosh, this is a poorly designed shirt. I, like, I don't know who would look good in a shirt that is bulky in the body and bulky in the sleeves. 
maybe someone who is like a hundred pounds and five nine that person maybe could could pull that off in an extra extra small but i feel like for you know 99 percent of the population it just doesn't look good so i'm very happy to have made this into something that works for me and i'm also wearing um my setup here doesn't really allow me to stand up and show you but i'm also wearing the jeans that i made larger um this is a, a pair of jeans that used to fit me <laughs> way back when um and just doesn't anymore and as you get older and your body changes and after you've had children and your body changes some things just don't fit anymore but i still really liked them and so i basically took out the side seams and i took off the waistband and these were low-rise jeans so when i put the the waistband that was supposed to sit like right at your hip bones and i put it up at my actual waist it fit it was the right size so then I was left with the task of taking like, um, for me it was two inches on each side. I added two inches of fabric down each leg and to, to fill in the top of the pants so that they would sit higher because I mean, gosh, low rise jeans that are too small, it's just, it's the worst. <laughs> like you need some, I don't even know, first of all, why they exist and second of all, why I own them. Um, so I made these full high rise hit at my belly button jeans by just adding fabric. I didn't really do it in any fancy kind of way. I just put it in there and then I put the jeans on and figured out where I needed to put darts so that they would fit. Um, I'll, attach, I'll put in some pictures here. Hopefully I've done that already so that you can see um, what I'm talking about in case you haven't been on Instagram or haven't seen them. This is a great, I've got plans to do this for more jeans. I actually tried it with another pair and I didn't use denim to fill in down the sides. I used like a printed fabric and it was too fashion forward even for me. And it was just black and white. Like it wasn't like rainbow or any anything bright. It was just black and white, but it was it just it was too much so i need to pull that out and i'm going to definitely put in some denim because you don't notice like it's it's a different color denim um but you don't really notice i i personally they're just my favorite they fit so well because they're a custom fit so yeah so anyway i've been doing that stuff um i bought a bra pattern you guys i'm gonna make a bra and underwear i am like I'm more excited about this than you think I legitimately should be. <laughs> so I bought the pattern for the Watson bra. I don't have it here, I would show it to you. And that has a pair of undies that go with it uh, in the pattern. And I bought a kit to make it because it calls for all this different stuff, like this kind of elastic and this kind of stretch lace and this kind of eyelet and this kind of slider. And I don't really know what it what it is that I need, so I went ahead and bought a kit from the TaylorMade shop. They have a website and they have an Etsy shop. I bought it on the Etsy shop because they had more choices there. Isn't that weird? I think that's kind of weird. But anyway, um, I'm very excited about that. It hasn't come yet, but I can't wait to share it with you when it does. In case you have any interest in making lingerie, um, yeah, super pumped about that. And I have some fabric sitting around that I cannot wait to sew, but I can't decide what to make. So any suggestions you have are welcome. I don't really wear a lot of skirts and I'm, I want, this is heavyweight fabric. So let me show you and then you can decide. This has some stuff stuck to it, but this is like some, can you see that? That's like corduroy. It's like a gray corduroy, me, like a medium weight. 
It would, I bought it originally to make a pair of pants, but I think I want to make something like an apron dress, like a dress that you wear with a shirt over it and tights under it. Something like a metamorphic dress that has that same vibe, but that is more structured. And the same with this. This is some boiled wool. Uh, and this was crazy expensive. Like this was ridiculously expensive. I only have two yards of each of these. So this is something that I can't cut into unless I'm really sure because it was a pretty penny. I think I paid, I can't even say it out loud. <laughs> I can't say it out loud. It was, it was a lot. So I have two yards of each of these and I wanna make two dresses out of them. Something like an apron dress. There is a pattern called the apron dress. Um, it's by a Swedish company. Um, I don't know. I may pull the trigger on that one. We'll see. I gotta see if it, if it takes two yards. Or else maybe I will make skirts and learn to love them. I don't know. <laughs> I love dresses. I wear dresses all the time, but I wear skirts less often. So, all right. I think that's everything I wanted to talk to you about. So I actually, oh, no, it's not. I remember, I remember. Gosh, there's, are there two topics I didn't talk about yet? No, only one. So I also wanted to talk to you about a topic in knitting that um, as a pattern designer is kind, and as a person who loves words is kind of an interesting topic. Um, I don't know if you'll find it interesting, but I find that a lot of times when I am writing a pattern and I need to say something that does not have a standard set of words that I'm supposed to use, I go to the words that make the most sense to me. And um, the previous tech editor that I was working with was very old school and, and she was wonderful. I mean, I have no criticisms of her at all. She's very, very talented and knowledgeable, um, uh, but she would, sometimes be like, don't say it like that. Like, you should say it like this. These are the words that you should use. And I didn't sometimes like the words. Like, I felt like my explanation made more sense to me. And so uh, the tech editor that I'm working with now, um, who I super, super love, she's amazing. She lets me use the words that I want. <laughs> um, like, for example, here's an example. If I am designing a top-down sweater and you've gone all the way to the bottom and I want you to bind off, I don't want to tell you to bind off loosely because to me, loosely implies loose. Like if I were going to have you bind off the edge of a shawl, I might say bind off loosely because what I really mean there is you need to make this loose because, um, you know, like for example, in a shawl like this, you know, it, it's gonna it's gonna run the whole length of the shawl, and you need to make sure that that's loose enough. You don't want it to to gather at all. And in that case, you could even substitute like a super stretchy bind off in the case of like a shawl bind off. But I would not say that. That's something different than what I would say at the end of my top down sweater. So I always say bind off gently, because to me that implies that you're going to do it in a way that is careful, not tight but also not like gapingly loose. So to me, that makes more sense. What do you think? Do you like that? Do you feel that there really should be three levels of a way to do that chain bind off? I mean, just a regular plain bind off, but there's tight, there's gently, and then there's loosely. To me, those are three separate things.
Another thing that has come up is that if I'm describing to you how to knit a pattern that has more than one needle size, the standard way to say that is with your larger needle, do such and such. But I feel like, I don't know, I feel like that's confusing because you, I mean, we know you're talking about the diameter of the needle, but for a beginner, they might think, what's a larger needle? Like larger than what? Are you talking about the cable length? What, what does larger mean? And so I have wanted to use the term gauge needle. And I have a pattern that I did use that term, use your gauge needle, meaning the needle that you got gauge with, that's the needle that you're gonna use. And the other one would be just the uh, with the other needle. Um, you could say the other smaller needle, I guess, or the other larger needle, I don't know. Anyway, there isn't a set of standards, I guess is what I'm getting at. And it would be great if there was a dictionary that we could all own and um, agree to use because that would really solve a lot of these problems. But I do plan to write a blog post about gauge needle because in that pattern where I use the term gauge needle, I had someone contact me and say, what's a gauge needle? Like I Googled it and I couldn't find it. So it would be nice if I, if when you Google it, my article about gauge needle came up and then you could say, oh, gauge needle, the needle that I use to get gauge for the pattern. Um, doesn't that make sense? I don't know. To me, it makes sense. What do you think? I'd love to know your thoughts on this because I really have a lot of them. <laughs> when it comes to words and how to say it and how to explain it so that it makes sense, um, I have a lot of thoughts. <laughs> And that brings me to my, so here's what happened. So um, one of my test knitters, one of my like most dedicated, loyal, amazing test knitters is Canadian and I'm an American. And in a pattern that she tested for me recently, we had a Canadian-American miscommunication. Did you know that was a thing? I didn't know that was a thing, but it was because I tend to look at the US size of a needle primarily. Like to me, I'll, I'll say, oh, this is a US three. It's a size three needle, that's what I'm using. But as a Canadian, she uses the millimeter sizes primarily. So neither one of us have it memorized which millimeter goes with which size, which I really should memorize that. I should stop having to look that up. So I had a pattern where um, there was just a discrepancy in it. It was it was in the test knitting stages, and the discrepancy was in um, it was there's two different needle sizes, and one of them it gave a millimeter and a U.S. size that did not actually correspond. So she used the millimeter size, and I used the U.S. size, and it was it ended up not being a fiasco. Like it was close enough that it it worked out, which was great, because I would have felt absolutely horrible if she had had to rip it out or, yeah. She's wonderful though, I don't, she doesn't complain, but um, I would have felt really bad. But it's interesting that, you know, we, as knitters, there are so many different conventions that we, you know, we use yards and meters, we use the US size and the millimeters. Um, it would be nice if we could all just go to metric. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just come right out and say that as somebody who uses the other stuff, um, metric just makes more sense. Metric is just better. I think everybody agrees with that. But um, in fact, I was having a discussion one time with a lady about the US sizes and she, and she was a Canadian too. And she was like, I don't even understand why they exist. And I was like, I agree with you. Like they're kind of arbitrary, whereas millimeter sizes correspond to the actual diameter of the needle. That makes a lot more sense. 
I said the only thing that for me helps, uh, that the US size helps, is that when I knit a swatch, I always use yarn overs to remind me what size needle I use to knit that swatch. So if I'm knitting a swatch in a in a size seven needle, there will be seven yarn overs. So if you know two years later I go back and pull that swatch out, I know what size needle I used. And with the millimeter sizes, you'd have to come up with something else, <laughs> some other way to label it. But that's really the only argument that I can think of for continuing with US sizes. But anyway, that's my two cents. <laughs> so anyway, thank you so much for joining me here today. This is actually my second time recording this podcast. So hopefully it all came out all right. <laughs> it's always so fun to hang out with you guys. Um, and until next time, enjoy your knitting. Bye knitters. Probably should, I should introduce myself. Let's just delete all this. <sighs> okay, we'll just cut all this out. Hi knitters, how are you guys doing? That's dorky. <laughs> Hold on.